money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Well, that is an amazing thing. Oh, stop bugging me about that. Well, sometimes you're not ready to talk money. I'm always ready lately, so just let's move on. That's an old line. Okay, well, I have to come up with a new tagline or something. uh, So so we have to come up with a new tagline. Yes, I'm ready to talk money and mortgages today, in fact. You're ready to talk mortgage. Well, you're jumping ahead, so we want to back up because (laughs) we have just spent... An entire, I don't know what, two, two, whatever months talking about how prayer impacts your your um, finances. And then we're talking, we're kind of in this theme, if you will, about preparing your finances. And we're at the end of the year. So there's a whole bunch of things that happen at the end of the year. We know that everybody here is proactive. There's no procrastinators listening, right? Yeah. That, no, this is why we have a radio show, because there are people who don't. I just encourage you. So, so today it's a little <laughs> kick in the pants encouragement to you know not procrastinate. We're going to talk specifically about mortgages, mm-hmm. but if you need to go back to an archive show, they're on our website at morethanenough.ca. They're on chri.ca. Those uh, websites have the player. You just hit play and you listen in. If you want to download it, and I prefer this, of course, download it to your podcast, your favorite podcasting platform. We're on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn. Just about everywhere that you download a podcast, search Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb. And if you don't find us, let us know at morethanenough.ca and, and we'll get on there because we want to get the message of hope and freedom around finances out into your world. So if you're catching this on the radio show, welcome to the show. We have a very special guest with us Okay, I just want to say, my. okay, I shouldn't say it too loudly to all the TMA other brokers, but I have two of my favorite mortgage brokers and. <laughs> The studio today. Yeah, you're married to one of I'm them. I'm married so. to one, but Susanna is uh, Susanna Penning is our special guest today, and um, she's amazing. So welcome here. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So uh, okay, but before we talk, get into the subject of how to. Okay, did you no, want to no, say you're looking like you're disappointed that I've interrupted you? Anyway, okay, so we've got scripture like we normally do, and um, I went to Proverbs because that's um, some. It's taglined as the Book of Wisdom um, from Solomon and from King Solomon, and I'm going to read from Proverbs 24, uh, two verses, and then Dave's going to read another one. Uh, so this is what it says: Through wisdom, a house is built. And by understanding, it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. So um, the reason, this is one of the reasons we picked these verses this morning is because what we're going to discuss takes wisdom and understanding. And we're actually going to talk about what it is to have the wisdom needed to build your physical home. Mm -hmm. But I know these verses also pertain to our emotional, spiritual home all kinds of things all kinds of things but we are relating this so 
And so we're going to be practical. Yay! Because yes. I'm the practical guy, right? Well, and then the verses go on, That's and it says, And a wise man is strong. Yes, a man of knowledge increases strength. So we've got these words like wisdom and understanding and knowledge. And then it says, For by wise counsel you will wage your own war, and in a multitude of counselors there is safety. And I guess it's that that last line that um, when you're buying a home sometimes you may be out there feeling like you don't know where to go and you hear the words like mortgage broker or you just think well I'll just go to my bank and who do you go to and who do you trust and all of those things so we're hoping we can tackle that because if you go to the right person you're going to get receive the wisdom you need and the right counsel and I know I'm biased but I'm sitting in the room a room with two wise people regarding this topic so that's why I picked these verses. So you're going to get wise counsel this morning. Uh, so these. a couple things, and, and Suzanne, we're going to bring you into the conversation now. I mean, one is is we recognize that buying a home is, is really one of the biggest investments or purchases that most of us will make in our lives. And so this wisdom that we get from the Bible that says, hey, we need um, we need counselors. And so who is on your team? Who would you recommend, Suzanne, in terms of just wise counselors, people to listen to, and maybe a few people maybe not to listen to? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's a very good point. Um, so I often joke with clients that they'll spend more time researching how much a block of cheese is. They go to Walmart, <laughs> they go to Sobeys, they go to Value Fresh or whatever. But when it comes to getting a mortgage, uh, people throw the blinders up and throw their hands up and typically just take the first thing coming, right? So not a lot of effort is put into what is probably the biggest financial piece of your your life it's the biggest chunk of your budget every month and it's an important decision so um people to listen to um should be a wise and experienced mortgage broker um, Yay. okay family <laughs> family can be useful but um there's been a lot of changes recently in the industry and not every family member may be apprised of what the new rules are there's stress tests there's new qualification rules so what was true 10 years ago isn't true today so seek the counsel of someone who's well versed and well experienced in in their field and mortgage brokers can add a lot of value to your process mm-hmm. and what about other people you know like just even searching the internet you know like i mean I, I know you have that in your office as well as i do just about everybody comes in and says well i was doing research on the internet and well the internet is a good start but it can be a little bit confusing but it's definitely a good start to get some baseline information but uh, i'm a big believer in the referral system so mm-hmm. you know talk to somebody you know and trust and ask who they've used and who their team is because um, oftentimes positive outcomes and experiences uh, in that regard will will lead to a good referral um, talk to a few people you spend a lot of time with this person mm-hmm. um, whether it's a realtor or a lawyer or a mortgage broker you will be spending a significant amount of time with that person so talk to a few and get a comfort level and see uh, who you want to work with and who you're comfortable with I think that's really really key and I mean there's two things I'm going to pick up on there one is is there really are as a minimum three people that are essential to buying the house absolutely you know there's the financing person and we're going to say the mortgage broker (laughs) there's the (laughs) the the lawyer which you know they are going to finalize the transaction and give you uh counsel around the legal part of it and then um you're the real estate agent and then there's some other people like you know your your inspector inspector or even an appraiser who might come in or not you know there's some people that for sure are going to advise you 
again on this large purchase so and typically you know depending on where you start there's teams in place a client calls me out of the blue and says i'm just starting the process of uh, home shopping you know where do i start well mortgage broker is a great first place but i also have a team of people i have realtors that i've worked with for 15 years i have lawyers that i've worked with for 15 years so it can be a package deal if you find the right person and all these people work well and in unison and we we know what the other person's like and what their style is so often it can be a, a you know a one-stop shop as well we we yeah. set you up with the whole team yeah. whole kit and caboodle and, and so, it's so important though and i'm gonna because the the reality is is your my relationship with say the lawyer that we know picking up the phone and saying oh that's whatever the lawyer's name is and and he's got a problem with your closing well because we have relationship because we have rapport Often we can just, okay, bing, bang, boom, I got it done. Well, absolutely. And, you know, there's a trust factor there. And we were talking about this off air, but we solve a lot of problems without the client even knowing that we're solving them because of the relationships between the realtors and the lawyers and the appraisers. We can often shield the client from a lot of, of the heartache of some of the issues that can pop up before uh, it even makes it to them. So I think we're silent heroes in the background many days. <laughs> well, I, I have a question, though, ben. because I. I don't, because this isn't my field of expertise, but if I'm coming to you, why would I come to you before a lending institution like RBC or TD or? Good advertising. (laughs) (laughs) Not to disparage the banks and the banks serve a purpose, but you know, the way I explain it to people is um, you walk in the front door of a bank, you're going to get one solution and it's whatever that bank has to offer so often they're not very innovative in finding creative solutions and not to again disparage the banks but the government has introduced a whole slew of new mortgage rules that make that box or that little tiny square in the in the in the bank's map of who they can lend to very very small and very tight so People are often very discouraged when they go to the bank first because they can walk in and the bank might say no. And then they feel that it's a no everywhere and they walk Mm -hmm. away from the process, very discouraged and not hopeful. Well, there could be a slew of other lenders who just look at things a little bit differently. And the big example I use is child tax benefit, right? Mm -hmm. I say this to clients all the time. Banks don't use child tax benefit, but for a stay-at-home mom with three children who's Mm -hmm. getting $900 a month of child tax benefit, that's a significant portion of income that the bank's not using in your calculation. There's mm-hmm. plenty of other great lenders at great rates, dare I say sometimes better rates than the banks are offering, that will use that $900 in the qualification. That $900 might get you an extra forty dollars to $50,000 on your price point, yeah. right? It might be the difference mm-hmm. between getting a home and not getting a home. In fact, I, I'm going to jump in. I have a number of clients, you know, four or five kids where when you compare salary that the husband's making outside the house and the child tax benefit, it literally doubles Absolutely. their income. Yep. And yeah. you're going, wait a minute, I can't use that stable, secure. I mean, for the most part, we're expecting our kids to stay with yeah. us. So, you know, you're going, wait a minute, that's stable, regular income, and you're telling me I can't use it as part of the qualification? That's and that's just one, that's just one aspect. Mm-hmm. Again, banks, you know, are one-stop shop. So the person who's doing your mortgage is also doing your credit card, your RSP, your bank account, your investments. Mm -hmm. They open your safety deposit box. Um, So the banks have gone very generalist roles. So that can be a little bit over overreaching for a lot of people. The Mm -hmm. breadth and depth of knowledge just Mm -hmm. isn't there Mm -hmm. in one product. They know a little bit about everything, but not a lot about one thing. Mm -hmm. So some bankers I've talked to might do three, four mortgages a month where 
where I might do 280 a year, right? Yes, yeah. And I've been doing that 280 for 15 years, yeah. right? So I see and have pretty well come across every scenario. Mm-hmm. Every now and again, I learn something new. I did learn something new this week, which I'd never run into, but I can honestly say that, you know, a mortgage broker will have a lot more contact with the unique mm-hmm. situations and be right. a little bit better equipped to place a deal with the lender that's best suited for them than kind of a cookie cutter solution that a bank might be able to offer. Mm -hmm. So basically what I've heard you guys say already this morning is that as a, as a broker, you offer, uh, you have a a bigger Mm. pond or ocean to draw from in that sense than a, 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 lending institution but you also well, and, and just to be really clear you know when you go into any bank as, as Susanna said they have solutions that that bank offers we have access to 35 banks that all offer different solutions so just the math is really easy 35 times you know. and not every client's a triple a client right. somebody might have a poor credit history from a marital dissolution somebody yes. might have a poor credit history from being overreaching on their credit when they were in mm-hmm. school there's a lot of different scenarios so not everybody's built the same no. so not every bank can provide a solution for that client where there are lots of lenders who will think outside of the box. Mm-hmm. And again, I it's not a life sentence. I tell clients all the time, just mm-hmm. because you're going to an alternate or a B lender doesn't mean bad lender. It means a lender willing to take a chance on you for a year or two. Um, will rehabilitate your credit or will get your income back on track or whatever it needs mm-hmm. to take to get you to be in a position to go back to a yeah. more conventional lender. So not only like so you give specific care for each individual because every story is different, obviously. But then you had already already said that you you have access to a team of lawyers, real estate. So when you come to a mortgage broker, you're coming to more than you. You're not just coming to one person with one idea, with one solution. You've got this. Okay, I feel like it's an infomercial. I know, I know. But but we get this question a lot. Why? How are you different? Why would I come to you when I can just go renew with my bank? Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, here's a whole bunch of reasons. Well, another big reason is the relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, people turn over quickly in banks and they're not there for the long term. Mm -hmm. When you have a long-standing relationship with a client and it's, you know, their third or fourth mortgage and they've had four children since the time (laughs) you've been dealing with them and two houses and now they're building a custom home. You know, you get to to guide your clients through Mm -hmm. all the challenges of their Mm -hmm. life. So Mm -hmm. it's a lot more rewarding when a client calls me that I haven't heard from in five years and says, hey, we're going to like downsize. We want to buy a smaller house or we're going to upsize and buy our dream home in the country, you know? Yeah. How many times can you say that you've gone into a bank and have met with the same person no, twice? That's, I, that's personal care. Yeah. 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 Anyway. And I say so, it often like this. Your relationship then is with the bank, not with the person. Whereas with the mortgage broker, the relationship's with us, right? So. Okay. So infomercial over. Now okay, we've explained why. But, but we're going into, okay, what do you need in this changing climate? Because things have been changing the last few years. It seems a, a bit harder, maybe. Absolutely to harder. Get, to get a mortgage. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... so there's two, two verses that I want to throw in here okay. uh, before we get into that. One verse, Reb, you didn't give this one to me, but you know, okay, I, I, I go, dug yeah. it out. Right? Okay, so, way to go. Um, the, the verse goes like this. It says, an honest answer is like a kiss of friendship. 
And sometimes the honest answer we give um, comes, it doesn't feel like friendship at the beginning, but the reality is, is, is that's this whole idea of preparation, this whole idea of, of being ready. Um, sometimes we're not ready. And, mm-hmm. and so, again, our job and, is to... And what I like to say to clients is I tell them I'm, I'm saying not now. But I'm not saying Never. not ever. Mm-hmm. So we build, you know, I just don't kick a client to the curb and say, you know, I'm not getting a commission out of this. It's, mm-hmm. a, you know, a rehabilitative process. I'll mm-hmm. coach you. I'll guide you. Some clients, it takes three years. I met a client last week and we've been literally dealing with, you know, her situation for three years. And she finally got a house. We finally signed her. And she's like, I can't believe it's taken this long, but we're finally here. I'm finally getting a wow. house. Yeah. So that's. Yeah. And, and so, you know, there it is. The an honest answer is like a kiss of friendship, and that uh, when I when I read it, I thought it is that longer term relationship that that hey, you just need to keep doing the thing that's gonna, uh, and that leads into the next verse, which says, "Do your planning and prepare your fields before building your house." And so, again, in our current environment, sometimes we just think, okay, it's going to happen like this, right? I'm snapping my fingers. It's just going to happen. And there is preparation that needs to happen. There is, um, you know, let's create some stability in your, in your finances. Let's look at where your cash flow is at and we'll get to some of that stuff because you might not actually be ready yet. Absolutely. The budget is a big piece of it, Dave. And that's one of the things that I find um, a lot of clients haven't given a lot of thought to. You know, one of the big questions we get all the time is, how much do I qualify for? (laughs) And I always laugh and I said, well, oftentimes I can give you enough rope that you need to hang yourself with. Just Mm -hmm. because you can qualify for it doesn't mean you should buy it. Um, There are so many things that go into your family budget that aren't included Mm -hmm. in mortgage qualification, Mm -hmm. like childcare and travel and I often tell people, only you know your lifestyle, so you have to be responsible for your budget. If I tell you you can qualify for a $500,000 home, doesn't mean that you need to buy that home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, often we see HGTV syndrome. We were talking about this <laughs> off air. Um, not every client needs the granite and the stainless steel, and maybe that's not the most responsible decision if it's a starter home or your first home, or there's other, you know, family uh, responsibilities mm-hmm. that you need to pay for. So preparation is key, and a, a lot of goes into preparing to buy a home and a mortgage. Um, Try not to be too verbose, but, you know, there's kind of five main areas. And Mm -hmm. first is property, location. You know, pick a location that suits you and your family and your commuting and your distance to work. You don't want to be commuting 45 minutes one way to work just because it's the cheapest house you can find. You know, make a reasonable decision. Um, Your credit rating is very, very important. Um, Can I back up there? Because you make a a really good point, especially when there's the tension between I want to buy this house and it's the only house I can maybe qualify or afford. But that means that I'm spending an hour and a half to two hours a day in the car, not with my family. Correct. Those are competing, and it's not financial competing, but those are competing things. And you're saying, wait a minute, we need to talk about this. We need to think this through. Um, I share a little personal story. When we bought our house where we live now, I moved from six minutes to work 
to three minutes to work. So I was like, you know, I want to get close to work so I can come home at lunch. And then, of course, I moved to a whole different thing when we started more than enough. And now I'm 35 minutes to work, which no. God knows how that happened. But anyways, we haven't been able to move closer. But it's certainly that tension, right? So. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the next part is your credit rating. A lot mm-hmm. of people have no clue what their credit rating looks mm-hmm. like. So an initial kind of discovery conversation around credit and what that means and how to be responsible with it. Um, people don't know what goes into a credit rating. So having that discussion that maybe uh, a weak credit score can be rehabilitated to a strong credit score in as little as two to three months. Yeah. Sometimes it takes very little. Um, and you mean, so this is like how we pay back our, what we borrow. Is correct. that right? Yeah. So everything is credit score driven to a large extent, unfortunately. Um, and people don't know that it is sometimes quite easy to bring that kind of low score up to that high point that it should or needs to be at. Um, sometimes clients aren't aware that they have collections or blemishes on their credit report, again, which can be easily fixed, you know, in the planning period. It's very difficult if a client comes to me and say, hey, I bought a house and, you know, I'm like, wow, I can't get you a mortgage. Your credit sucks, right? Yes. Um, better to tackle those issues in the planning stage where we can say, hey, let's fix this, let's do this, mm-hmm. let's bring the score up. Um, so that's a big piece of the puzzle. And, and to, to add to that as well, the the that's a moving target, right? So Absolutely. you could have a, a great credit score. Um, in fact, I, I think we both had clients where a credit event happens and maybe it's an error in the bank, maybe it's an error, maybe I just forgot to make a payment. And it just happens to be that the timing on that is right around when you're actually looking for more borrowing power and you're going, okay, wait a minute. Guess what? That little error or miss or something happened in terms, all of a sudden now you don't qualify for the same mortgage you did six months ago, three months ago, three weeks ago. Um, So recognizing that, you know, that's just something that that is always moving, that is always uh, needs to be not so much monitored, but recognize that it is part of that borrowing process, right? Absolutely. And understanding your down payment and the costs associated with buying a home. People often prepare for the down payment portion of their home purchase, but don't really think about the closing costs and what Mm -hmm. other fees are going to be involved in, in buying a home. Um, So having that discussion around, you know, what kind of cash am I looking at, you know, as a requirement to purchase this this home in this range? And what are the fees and legal fees and land transfer tax? And what is CMHC and how do I pay for that? A lot of planning should go into having your your cash resources ready. Mm -hmm. Um, And budget is a big part of it as well. Knowing your budget and knowing what you really spend every month for Mm -hmm. gas and insurance and groceries and activities. Um, some families are very deep into sports and activities, mm-hmm. and that's a big part of their budget, and that's important to them. So they should be factoring that into how much they want to spend on their shelter costs and how much the rest of their life costs mm-hmm. as well. But and it makes a you know it makes a big difference if you have one child in the sports and activities. You know they eat up some of that cash that's available. If you have five kids, then that changes it, right? Um, and I, again, to to piggyback off the comment from you, Susanna. The there is also the reserve. You're moving into a house, so you've closed it, you did the closing costs, you had all that money, and I got nothing left. Absolutely. And then in our case, again, I'm using our personal example, within a week, the hot water heater in our house blew. That's it. It's done. And we're going, oh, great. There's, you know, we got to fix that. And what does that look like? And you're, you're and going, sometimes it is simple math. I had a conversation with a client yesterday and she was very adamant that she wanted to put 10% down. 10% down would lower her mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. 
10% down would wipe out all the cash and savings she had. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. said, I would feel much more comfortable if you're buying a home in the country, if you would put 5% down Mm -hmm. and keep that extra $20,000 in your bank account. You could have issues with your roof, a foundation, Mm -hmm. your car could blow up, you could be laid off, there could be a disability. And what's your backfall? Mm -hmm. What do you have to lean on if if a major event happens to your home or to your health? Um, So So when you when a client comes to you, you you have those discussions with them about those details. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I, I mean, maybe I'll just plug plug. If you're not having those conversations with your mortgage in preparation, or, right? In, prepar- in preparation for buying a house. Then maybe go find someone who will talk to you because what we find coming through our office is that people, we have this acronym, Financial Awareness Creates Empowerment. People just don't know the details and nitty gritty of their cash flow every month. People don't know what's coming in and going out. They're just... Uh, for whatever reason, they're just not dealing with it. And Absolutely. And the, peop- the person you trust with your mortgage transaction should be asking you about what your goals are. And mm-hmm. one of the things that's chronically underplanned is maternity leave. Yeah. Um, I talk to clients. What are your plans? Are you planning to have children? Is there a maternity leave coming? Is, is there a sabbatical coming? What's mm-hmm. your cash flow? It doesn't necessarily, you know, everything's not about the next year. It's about what's the next five years going to look like and what are your plans and goals? So funny. I had this conversation yesterday with a client. They they have purchased. We were talking about you know this particular and young couple. And I said, I know it's hard to imagine that there may be a baby in in the next <laughs> couple of years because we were talking about actually their their payment and they wanted to hey we're going to pay this down and accelerate the mortgage. And I said, you know, why don't we just set the payment at something that is really affordable now? Let's build up some reserve. Let's you know we want to recover from this major expense. And then you can always accelerate the payment down the road and, and add to it if there is that. And she looked at me and went, oh, no, 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 you know, kids aren't going to come. And, and I have a, do- a brother who's a doctor who had an unplanned pregnancy in the first year of their marriage. So I said, hey, if it happens to them, it can happens happen to anybody. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, on the flip side, there's all the things that we can't prepare for, like mm-hmm. medical disabilities. And people are chronically, you know, that's part of the package as well. I sit down with someone, talk about their insurance and their disability mm-hmm. and what yeah. happens if you're in a catastrophic car accident you break your back you can't work for six months you know yeah. what kind of coverage do you have and you know people usually stand there with their mouth half open and they have no idea so and that's a part of your financial plan is you know how do I make payments if something happens right yep. yeah okay so a little summary so we, we started with the property then we went to um, the credit profile and then we went to the uh, what else were we talking? Income? Income, cash flow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, down payment. And probably the last thing is, you know, having your job stability mm-hmm. there. I mean, different lenders will look at different things. I know we don't have much time left, but mm-hmm. have your paperwork in order. Have your tax documents, your T4s, your notices Be of employed. assessment. Be employed. <laughs> Pay your taxes. Pay your taxes. Yes. Income, your taxes. income tax arrears are a big showstopper. Um, <laughs> but don't shred your paperwork. Don't throw out your T4s. Yeah. You know, this is all important stuff. Buy a $5 roll of file thing at Staples and throw it all in there if, if you can yeah. manage to get <laughs> And, to and don't it. give your broker too much grief when he asks for another document. Just saying. <laughs> so, so we'll end on that note uh, because here, here it is. What does everybody remember the last two minutes of the show, right? And it is like, okay, you are break. going, you are guilty until proven innocent. <laughs> and that means you need to produce a piece of paper that says you make what you make, you say who you, 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 you are, are, who you say. 
say you are. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, the, I laugh all the time. People say, you know, why do you need my, my ID? I'm sitting in the office with you. Yeah, I know. You're, we're not sure it's really you until we get that piece of paper. Uh, it, is, it is sometimes ridiculous. It is sometimes difficult. But having a great team to help you navigate through that and just say, listen, these are the documents. This is what it looks like. Let's, let's navigate that together and walking you through that process. And we'll make huge. it as easy as possible. Yeah as it is possible. <laughs> so so we're going to wrap up. What a crazy fast show. Yes, it went very quickly. <laughs> Shocking. I have so much more to say. The wisdom well, of Susanna Petty. Yeah, that's right. Well, well, that's the counsel well, and wisdom of Susanna Petty. We'll get Petty, her back so. in the new year to give us more wisdom. So she's Great. willing. So let's just wrap up. So again, thank you, Suzanne, for, for coming and for sharing your wisdom with us. I mean, again, as we look about the, look at this, it is the largest purchase that most of us make in all kinds of ways. So um, let's just use the wisdom that we started with from the scripture. Do your preparation, prepare your fields, and, and seek the counsel of people around you um, that you can trust, uh, again, not everybody is somebody who's trustworthy in terms of giving wisdom. So let's pick some people that you can trust. Um, if you're looking for that people, I'm going to give Susanna a plug and say, yes, call Susanna. If you don't know her number, I'm sure you can find her on the internet. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm the only mortgage broker named Susanna. <laughs> or you can call More Than Enough at, uh, and, and just reach out More Than Enough at uh, morethanenough.ca. And for all the other shows, and again, this is just resources, all the other shows, feel free to reach out at morethanenough.ca, download the podcast, and join us next week. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.